You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. San Marcos, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. Yes, this is that Friday night connection for how you can make a difference locally. Yes, this is a show called We the People. You are listening to it on KZSM LPFM 104.1 San Marcos, Texas. KZSM.org all around the world. And what do we bring to you tonight? We are going to be talking about Tenants Advocacy Group. Yes, I'll get it out there. And Ela is here with me tonight. And we're going to be talking with uh, her and hopefully get her so she's not too nervous about doing this again. It, uh, it was, wait a minute, what the heck did I sign up for? I know. But, uh, we're going to be talking about a new project that is going out that everybody is talking about over here on Lindsay North Street. Uh, it's a project and... Okay, you know, here's another student housing. Uh, are we are we going after them? How is this all going to happen? How's it all going to go down, folks? There's so much stuff going on that this is going to be one of the things you need to keep your eyes on this year, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. We're going to be talking about the upcoming voting, the um, in the primary elections. Oh, those electric downtown cabs you got until the end of the month, and then we don't know what's going to happen with those. So we'll talk about that a little bit, too, and a bunch of other stuff going on around town. The parade tomorrow! Yes, Mardi Gras, come on out, get your beads. We're going to be throwing out beads and handing them out out there tomorrow, and then we're going to be giving out the balloons here at the station. Mardi Gras fever is hitting us. Stay tuned, we're going to tell you more. This is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the host, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM, SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you. Mardi Gras. We're going to be talking more about the doubloons. I got a bag of doubloons here. And it says, doubloons can be redeemed on the corners of the courthouse on Saturday, February 10th from 1 to 5 p.m. And they are going to be having these gift bags. So if you go around and you get three of these and you've got to go into the place, you don't have to do anything. No, we're not going to make I don't know. I was thinking about maybe making people get on the air, but that may be too intimidating. You know, I'd say, hey, got to get on the mic if you want to, and to say, listen to KCSM. You know, I could do that. And that would be an idea, Cooper. Uh, tomorrow, between one to five, no, just come on in. We'll give you, we've got a bag full of doubloons. 
you get three of these and this is it. You got to come around to the businesses and find us. But one of the neat things is Daughter of the Wild right next door is also a doubloon stop. All you got to do is boom, boom. You got two of them right here, folks. So come on by. And this starts at one o'clock after the parade. The parade is at 12. We're going to break down. We're going to come on back here and we are going to be here in the uh, studio in the afternoon. So come on by and say hello to us. All right, let's get back into the serious side of things well i mean okay so mardi gras is serious we've talked about that on the shows talked about it come on out meet us see all the folks we're going to be out there announcing the parade tomorrow so uh and go look up sam marcos mardi gras okay it's not that hard folks do a google search on that one it's out there yes it's the mystic crew of okionos is the hard spelling to find it but uh it's another group it's got things involved in, in going on. All right. Time for me to stop talking and for me to introduce our guest. And uh, Isla. Hi. So my name's Isla. I'm the social media manager for TAG. And so um, what are we going to start with first today, Rob? <laughs> well, let's talk about just as we were started to earlier. Tell me about, you know, what is TAG? Okay. And how long have you been going? And, you know, what... What is your purpose? Because this is, you know, you guys are not getting paid. You're volunteering and you are doing this for a reason. And that's passionate, right? Is is part of that that drives you to do these things. And that's what we want to talk about is how do you get involved to make a difference? And what we're talking about here is a difference in policy at the city level with um, what is going on is in a planning and zoning and going through this whole process. Mm-hmm. So talk, give me give me a rundown here. Okay. So probably back in the beginning of like fall semester, I'm going to say maybe August or September because even I don't remember, um, I got together with a few friends. Uh, you might know them. So Ashley is our president. Emily is our VP. And... We got together with a few other people and we were just kind of like, what is happening, you know, with these apartments? We all have some story that is unique to us, but also a collaborative experience that everyone just has. And we were just like, something needs to change, you know, because we talk to anyone about it. Everyone just says, you know what, that's just normal. That's just how things are. Like, it just always strikes up a conversation. And so then we thought of the name Tenants Advocacy Group. And I guess once we just started thinking about goals, what we want to see, things just started rolling and it's been going. And it's so funny because I didn't think that it would, I would continue to be in this, but I'm, I realized how passionate I am about this type of subjects because I realized that it doesn't just affect students. Now I'm an alumni and I lived in these apartments too, but there are people who aren't even students who face these same um, problems. Well, okay, so part of this is looking at, let's talk first about this development. This is how Kathy Laura was up there at one of the meetings, talked to y'all and said, Rob, you need to have them come on and get them in and getting talking. So we've we've kind of been trying, you know, just everybody's been busy doing other things mm-hmm. and, and trying to fight apartments and know what's going on. So let's talk first about the Lindsay North Street project. Tell everybody what what is it and why is this something that is of concern to people right mm-hmm. now yeah so the lindsay north street project is a seven-story 900 bed apartment 
um, that's categorized as rent by the bed housing or also known as student housing. It's gonna be built, um, I believe in the area next to like Joe's Cafe. And there's a few properties out there that are going to be demolished for this apartment. And so from what I understand, there are people who do live at these properties or have businesses at these properties. And it's just gonna be another massive building to be built downtown, which I think can take away from that small town life, right? I use that as like an example, but there are other many reasons why. And it is yeah. right next door to the university, right? As so, you know, the university does not have room to expand. They don't have any free property they can build on anymore. And so now the university is forced into either acquiring the property or subletting some of the the process. So a few years back, they made this decision that, okay, well, rather than us building and housing the students, we'll go on ahead and, you know, we're going to push that off onto someone else. And that way they don't have to worry about the security. They don't have to worry about a lot of things. And it was, so we had in this town, we had a gold rush of all of these places coming in with a rent by the bedroom. Okay, and you, you think now you, we were talking ahead of time, and I was writing down some notes. You said there's estimated forty complexes in San Marcos. Yeah, so that we, are rent by the bedroom. Mm-hmm, yeah, I I would probably say it's like closer to forty five. Um, so we all like called each and every apartment that calls themselves like rent by the bed, asked them how many units do you have, how many beds do you have, wow. and then compared it to the enrollment numbers that's provided by... Uh, oh, I want this data. <laughs> yeah, provided by the research center um, on campus. And so when comparing those numbers, we found that we are actually overbuilt because oh, there is yes. a lot of vacancies in these apartments the farther that you go out. And the planning department or just the city is using this study that was done a few years back where they were looking at apartments like one mile radius from the university and they said, we don't have any vacancies, we need room. But what about like the rest of San Marcos? There's all these apartments that do have vacancies, they do have room. And it's just that we're overbuilt. And I think we all know that. Like it's just time that I think the developers need to address this. Well, there's also, okay, so yes, I. I like to kind of bog people down in numbers every now and then on this show. And one of the things is looking at the growth rate of the university. And when you actually get down to the numbers, oh, yes, we're fastest growing part of the country, fastest growing. We need to have affordable housing. There's all these buzzwords that they use. Mm -hmm. And the university, though, is not really growing as fast as you think it is. You know, it's at a one to two percent. But yet. Our housing has been growing at almost about a 10% clip for this style. Uh, I I don't have those numbers. I'm glad you got that. We're going to talk because I want to get those numbers and work with you on that. Because the data is just, the city is not looking at this. You know, obviously, look at what you, okay, well, maybe not. Now, I could think of it as two ways, right? Is the city actually thinking about this or are they... I don't want to know. I think the developers, well, so Shannon Mattingly, she used to work in the planning department and Mm -hmm. she's now representative for this Lindsay Street project. So she knows a lot about the city that helps her pushing this project. And 
she keeps using that same uh, case study that I talked about, the looking in the one mile radius. And that's true, but we're not addressing the bigger part of San Marcos, you know? And then there's other issues, you know, like parking and like having the enrollment, like there's no cap, right? And it's just leading to like all these issues. I know uh, last spring there was like a housing crisis and that was so crazy. And so, I'm interested to hear what the university is gonna do with these apartments that they recently purchased. I know they're gonna turn them into like more dorms for the freshman class, but I wonder how far is that gonna go? Well, it's actually what they're doing is it's, uh, they're actually going for some of the upper class because upper, uh, uh, there was an article uh, this last week in the, uh, um, in the San Marcos uh, Daily Record. And it was actually fairly good and it talked about two of the buildings that they're buying. Mm-hmm. There's another one out there somewhere. Um, okay. Well, I, I can't talk about certain things, folks. Um, but there's, I've heard rumors. Mm-hmm. Kind of got it confirmed. But I've heard rumors that there's another building out there, too, that has mm-hmm. also been purchased. Yeah. Okay. So you have all of these buildings that were on the tax rolls for the city of San Marcos are now off the tax rolls. So because whenever a university buys a property, they don't have to pay local sales tax, local sales tax, excuse me, local property taxes. Okay, so that means that the city of San Marcos now has all of this property that was generating sales, you know, generating revenue for them for tax, including the school district. Okay, are now off the books. And okay, the university did not have to build, they didn't have to buy the land, they got a good deal. Because somebody else built it, somebody else went and had uh, all these investors, and the investors may have made money, may have lost money, but they ended up selling it to somebody else. University comes in and buys it, and boom, they don't have to deal with building it or anything else. It's pretty much there. They just do do a few modifications, things that they need to do to make it uh, compliant, and that's mm-hmm. pretty good. That's pretty good for them. But what's interesting is that in this particular project. You all had an initial meeting that we, they were sitting out there and talking openly in the parking lot, the owner of the uh, building, along with uh, Miss Mattingly. They were talking that, well, if we don't build it, the university's going to do it. Yes, I remember that. I wasn't at that last neighborhood meeting uh, in the parking lot, but I went to the most recent one, which was held at Palmer's. And I do recall uh, Shannon Mattingly mentioning that this new complex, eventually she wants it to be bought by the university. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because that meeting was full of a lot of things that we weren't even aware of before. Right. So if if you go into this, you've got your numbers and you know that, okay, here's the margin I can make. Here's what I can sell it to somebody else and still, you know, those are the negotiations they do. And all of these are numbers. All right. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about apartments. And we're talking about apartments that are going to be, they're wanting to, uh, they're currently restricted for this project to four stories, correct? No. Uh, I think last that I read, it was going to be seven stories. And I know for one of them, I could be wrong about this, don't quote me, it's going to be three, three buildings. I think one of them was maybe cut to five stories. Right. And there was, but I think they're asking for a variance in the, in the zoning. 
mm-hmm. on this. Okay, uh, in the city planning, not variance and zoning. I'm sorry. Yes, Griffin Spell would be on me about this one. I know. But, uh, <laughs> um, but it is a they're needing to go in, and in order for this to make money for them, they have to go to a certain height, right? And they can go in ahead and restrict certain things, but that's high rise buildings. Okay. So what happens when uh, five, 10 years down the line, we've got a crash in student enrollment at Texas State? Is student enrollment always going to be going up? Is a college education always going to be the deal? Is this going to be the darling of everybody's eye that everybody's going to be coming here in 10 years? Or are we going to end up with high rises here that are by the room? Is that where we're going? You know, I think another perspective to consider is these apartments aren't well made. You know, I lived at the cottages for like two years and it hasn't even been there very long. But the wiring in these apartments just aren't safe. And then there's issues of like flooding and mold. Those are very big issues that in just across the board that happens in San Marcos. And so there's nothing being done about those. And so that's in one of our long term goals is to make make it more accessible for residents to be able to resolve these you know um and then i believe about this development that's being built down uh downtown there's question of underground caves i'll tell you what let's talk about that when we come back i i almost got into it and i said no i'm gonna pull i'm aware (laughs) of that one because you know as soon as we go in ahead and we start talking underground caves around this town everyone's ears perk up because we have been down here before if you haven't heard yes it's uh, going back about 10 15 years man I've been fighting these battles that long. I am feeling like the old guy with the beard over here. <laughs> Folks, we're going to be right back with you here. This You are listening to um, We the People here on Friday night. This is the 9th of February, uh, 2024, and I'm trying to find my stuff here yes one of the things cooper while your guest is talking you're doing other things make sure you get your promos set up so you don't have to sit here and do a little tap dance uh well you know it is it's a verbal tap dance while i decide here exactly what it is that we're going to go ahead and play for you um let's do the one about the new show from miss jean randall also she's going to be uh providing you with the celtic corner tomorrow and then you get to hear this show uh right after that tomorrow afternoon from 12 until 2 and two until three and uh yeah we're gonna be down here at the studio as well so tune into the show tomorrow afternoon join me at heartbeats and echoes at 10 o'clock on wednesday while we explore the world looking for the echoes of the heartbeat of mother earth I'm listening to Sid's Place, my show, the best oldies in the world. I'm on every Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. on KZSM, your true community radio station here in San Marcos, Texas. Hello there. I'm Marianne Reese with an update to my previous program, Senior Centric. 
It's expanding to become more inclusive by hosting guests and sharing conversations that all humans, not only seniors, can relate to. Our topics and discussions may evoke compassion, empathy, motivation, laughter, and yes, perhaps even anger. But each is a part of the human condition and each is of human interest. That's human interest. The first Thursday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. on San Marcos' own true community radio station, KZSM. I sure hope you'll join us. There's some of the great shows that we have here for you on KZSM. Yes, we've got everything from music to talk. We try to keep it interesting, but we keep it centered on the community. That's what this show is about, We the People. We do this for you every Friday night from 7 until 9 o'clock. 7 to 9. 7 to 8 o'clock. I'm sorry. Yes, you do not want to hear me talking for two hours. One hour is enough. And uh, uh, But we are here talking about how you can make a difference locally. And we had been... Uh, some meetings were starting up, and I started hearing about this group, a tenancy, Tenants Advocacy Group. And uh, I've got Elias in here talking to us tonight. And uh, so, um, did I just butcher the name? Yes. I did. I love <laughs> I still went back to that, and I, and I even knew it, and I said it. It's like, wait a minute. Did I just say that? I'm, I apologize. All right. And uh, yes, this is... Uh, this is Community Radio, and this is Political Commentary Show. The views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. So we were talking beforehand about, yes, that C word that we have here in this town, caves. And there is some talk about underneath, there's karst features up underneath where these buildings are at right now. So if we go and we start digging into this and we make uh, underground parking, which is what they're talking about, right? I don't remember the details of Uh that. Um, but I mean, just look at all these other apartments, look at the V lofts, for example, they have foundational issues. Like where is that coming from? It's coming from the fact that you are on ground that breathes as we get dry and as it gets wet, it expands and contracts. And guess what, folks? You know, yes, this is uh, we are on top of karst features that have sediment on top of it. And even if you are on a hill and you may not have flooding, you still have foundational issues. You've got things underneath and we can't just keep covering everything up and not expect something to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely one of our concerns. Um, But I really do think, you know, an environmental study, a geology report needs to be done at the neighborhood meeting. Shannon herself said this would not be done until after this got approved. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can't, that seems backwards to me. I think this needs to be done beforehand. And I know there were a lot of public concerns about this. It's interesting because, you know, this is why we talk about everyone is, okay, do we have it out for Shannon? No. Is it real fair that somebody that worked for the city can turn around within just a short amount of time and they can go and work as a contractor because they know the system. They helped write the rules for the system. You know, doesn't that, you know, that kind of is sounding off to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has no concerns of how this is going to impact people living here. And if you look at how predatory these rent by the bed complexes can be, I mean, look at the lease. It's 
very different compared to traditional leases. And the people living in these complexes, I used to live in an RBB. Um, I didn't have a good experience. I mean, nobody does. It's just so exploitative to anyone living in here, even, I mean, not just students. Well, I guess what I see, we were talking about before the show that's a little different here, is that rather than going just after the you know, it's predatory that we have all of this, you know, of these rent by the rooms. You're going back and saying, well, let's stop this before it even starts. If we know that we already have a, a glut. Now, guess what? It's, it's a marketplace. Anyone can come out. And there are all of these places in town that are currently zoned mm-hmm. that they could do this. Right. You could go on the other side of I-35. There's all sorts of property plant out there. They could do, you know, they can do whatever they want. But it's when you get close to the university, guess what? That's where you make more money because students want to be close. They want to walk. We want that, you know, right here. Mm -hmm. But that is not for everyone. Yeah, I think some concerns that I heard from the neighborhood meeting were there were there's some individuals who don't want to live next to students. And I think that's really interesting because, I mean, I myself, when I was a student and I feel like even though I'm alumni, I'm still categorized, you know, in that like student population. So you look back with different colored glasses now that you're an (laughs) alumni I see so you know you get to your late 20s and you're looking back on those young kids shaking your head and was wagging your finger back and forth saying oh in my day right (laughs) yeah no that just happens when you get up to my age but that's all right you'll be there It's, it's, it's funny um so we got just a few more minutes here uh that I want to talk with you on this but it's how do yeah, you all came together. Mm-hmm. All right, you've got this group, ragtag, you know, yeah. but you're going together and you're 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 creating this. You're now networking with other people mm-hmm. across the state, and this is, I guess, the next step that I see is what you're doing is it's those networking skills. You're going out rather than just you did this and you did that. We need to change this. And, you know, this is, you know, capitalism. We're taking, no, what you're saying is, okay, it's these rules that are behind this, that are city policies, city, you know, that are put into place, right? Through our zoning laws and through our, um, uh, we're going to be talking about here a good bit coming up is about master plans in that planning. Right. And so you are starting to see some of the problems that people have seen for years Mm -hmm. in the area here with this. Right. Caves, you know, all of these things. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's the networking that I'm it's really um, it's got the sparkle going in my eye is when you are talking about, hey, what are they having problems with? You were talking about Austin. What that the problems they're having there with some of the windowless units. So people have moved in, and these are new apartments too, right? We're not mm-hmm. talking old, you no, know. No, no. And they did not put the windows in the apartments. Yeah. And so there are groups in Austin who were able to pass a moratorium to have apartments with windows, you know, which is, it's wonderful to know that. And so we've been working with them to help us pass a moratorium here to not have rent by the beds for five years 
will to be built here in St. Marcus, I mean. But. Hmm. Now that's an interesting goal. So what would that take for you to get to put that? I mean, do you know at this point, you know, is it going to be signatures or what's, what's it going to be? So right now, the Neighborhood Commission has already, they're drafting resolution to present to City Council. And so it's going to be left up to them from what I presume. But that's why we are fighting back this Lindsay North Street development because it's probably going to, you know, be talked about Mm -hmm. City Council before this moratorium can be. But, you know, we still are like working on that. And we're just trying to make sure this apartment, the Lindsay North Street project, I mean, is not going to be built so how can folks that are already listening here saying, wow, yeah, we need to be down at city council when, mm-hmm. okay, so when this is presented, okay, so number one, you need city council, you need to get it out of the commission, out of the uh, neighborhood commission, which they're going to push back pretty hard to get that in there. But you want to go down and you want to let your elected uh, representatives on city council mm-hmm. know that, hey, this is coming through. We support this. I support this. This group supports this. Then you go down and you use your three minutes down there. And you say, hey, this is coming. When it comes, we're going to have this place packed with people. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think what would be great for anyone in San Marcos to do is to attend the next uh, planning and zoning meeting on, I, I wrote the date down, it was February 27th. At 6 p.m. <laughs> at 6 p.m. And where is that held at? I haven't looked into Okay, I can, I'll yeah. tell you. Okay, that's, I'm just, um, I'm, you're going to need to know, okay? Yes, That yeah. is at City Hall, folks, and that is in the uh, uh, city uh, chambers uh, there at City Hall, which is on Hopkins Street right across from the library, okay? is how you find that. Um, if you have problems finding any parking at City Hall, Park across the street at the library. Just walk across the street, okay? And uh, there is a, you can, they have lights set up now to help you get across there without uh, playing Frogger. So You can uh, also attend on Zoom. Yes. I've done that before, too. And I've also spoken through Zoom, too. And it is getting a little, I don't know. I'm still, I like being there in person. Mm. I think gives the effect. Now, there's times that you just can't be there. Mm-hmm. But when you can read them a little better than, you know, when you're face to face with somebody, that makes a lot of difference. And, uh, well, that's for those of you that tune in to the show, you know, I, I talk about how to give a uh, speech in front of city council. You're going to do that, too. You know that. Yeah, I've done that before. Have I, you? Cool. Yeah, I used Good. to be really intimidated, but now it's much easier. Good. Well, and now you can say, hey, I got the radio interview under the belt now. Easy. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> and uh, so I appreciate uh, you coming in, uh, Isla here with us tonight uh, from the tenants tenants advocacy group and how can people get in touch with y'all well you could find us on facebook or instagram just look up tenants advocacy group we recently started a facebook group called the tenants support group if you're looking to, to, for support you know we're here to listen if anyone just wants to share their experience or they feel trapped in their apartment you know like we're here to help but also it gives us insight into what you're experiencing and we'll be able to understand what we can work on. And you can also email us at the tenants advocacy group at gmail.com tenants advocacy group at gmail.com. 
And uh, you do have an open invitation to come on back, keep us posted. I want to know more as the, it's developing. Definitely, uh, I want to see some numbers. So we're going we're gonna to swap some numbers. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at some things because that's, that's what I love to do. KZSM, SMTX, KZSM, KZSM.org, KZSM, LPFM, 104.1, San Marcos, Texas. We're going to be right back with you here, folks. Got a whole bunch more things on the plate tonight. We're going to be talking about Mardi Gras Parade tomorrow. Uh, and we're going to be talking about what is going on with the electric carts downtown. Hey, the elections are coming up. Can you vote? Well, it depends. If you're registered, I'm going to sh- tell you a few little tricks of the trade. And uh, yeah, there's ways you can do it. But uh, we have uh, already passed the uh, uh, the fifth when you needed to uh, the last day to register to vote. So we'll, we'll talk here in just a second. But uh, let's uh, give you a couple public service announcements. What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. Read the latest news about KZSM.org, your true community radio station, every Sunday in the San Marcos Daily Record. Look for our call letters in the headline of our exclusive column. The San Marcos Daily Record has been serving our community with news, features, sports, and opinion for over 100 years. Pick up your copy at your nearest grocery or convenience store. To subscribe to the print or electronic editions, go to www.sanmarcusrecord.com or call 512-392-2458. Texas Preparatory School San Marcos invites all adults from the community for Walk With Us. Walk With Us is a twice-weekly opportunity for parents, teachers, and San Marcos community members to enjoy the benefits of walking together, engaging in conversations, building meaningful relationships, and strengthening the bonds that make San Marcos such a special place to live. Parents with children attending Texas Preparatory School can trust that their kids will be in capable hands while they enjoy the walk. To walk with us, please join us at 4 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays on our San Marcos campus, located at 400 Euland Road. Texas Preparatory School San Marcos is committed to its mission of enriching lives and empowering its community members. Walk With Us is an embodiment of this commitment. Join us for classic rides on El Camino Real, taking place at historic Hayes County Courthouse in San Marcos, Texas, on the last Sunday of every month from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Classic rides on El Camino Real will be a showcase of cool local cars, bikes, and trucks. They'll also have a variety of food vendors and a swap meet offering something for everyone. For more info or to register to show your cool ride, navigate your browser to hayesclassicrides.com. Well, thank you for coming in tonight. Yes, you too can be in here on KZSM. If you press the blue button right there and then pull the door, you are out and out on the road. See, this is my own revolving door. I normally do revolving door here on, uh, uh, oh, she got a hug too. She did it. Somebody was listening in. I love it. Uh, See, that's the way it goes. You, You ought to feel proud about being involved in your community and about getting out there and being an advocate 
you, know, you may not know that you are going to be an advocate, but this is what happens here on this show. It's not just about politics. It's not just about who's running for office, although I like to have these folks come in. We talk about that. I try to talk about that with you because why you can make a difference locally. You can make a difference regionally. You know, state and national, eh, it's getting a little bit harder, folks. But I've seen it. But you can work together with others. And you can change things at the state level with uh, legislation. But it takes a lot of different people coming together. And this is where it starts, is groups like this. Now, whether you agree, whether you don't agree, whether you say, well, they should be able to, to uh, you know, free market. Rob, why aren't you for that? That they ought to be able to uh, do whatever they want to as long as it's within the law. Yes. That said, the laws are made with all sorts of loopholes in those. And a lot of times it comes from where we are developing these things. All right, so we have policies and procedures. And uh, coming up in uh, a week from this next Tuesday, we are going to be talking about that here in uh, with someone from the city of San Marcos. Please make sure you note those. Tuesday mornings, 1130, and uh, Cooper is going to be helping me out there with taking over on, uh, you know, just in the background, you know, and uh, he is going to be helping out with the production end of this. This is what we call producing is on one side. You can either be a producer, host, you can be a host on the other side over here, you know, you can, there's all sorts of ways that you can cut this, but we found that a lot of times we can have people in that, yes, we can ask the questions, uh, but it helps if we have you to ask those questions for us and help us out. And that's why I always, uh, you can go to um, our Facebook page is the uh, best easy way for this show uh, to get a hold of us. And that is um, We the People, SMTX. You'll find that out there on Facebook. Drop us a line, send us a message. Uh, let us know if there's questions that you'd like to have answered, people that you'd like to have on. Help me out here, folks, so that I don't have to go out and, and find everything. No, I don't mean it that way. But it, it's it, we come together as a community. If you know this show is here, if you know that we've got a schedule and that the radio station is here, the radio station is open to all sides of a story. We want to be fair and balanced. Wow. News, fair and balanced. They say that, but are they? Well, we try to be transparent. I think you're always going to have a bias in any news. You know, that's something you have you're aware of that, you know, well, how am I looking at this? What am I saying? You know, how am I leading the questions on? You know, it's a hard one because in this day and age, nobody has those filters. Everyone's growing up used to the uh, this world that we have that you go out and say anything out there that you want to say. Do you have to defend those numbers? Most people don't know how to defend those numbers. They don't know the algorithms that are going in on in the background. Okay, you know our population. When we talk about population, it's all based on estimates that the Census Bureau does. They only do a count every 10 years. So how do you know what the count is? Well, the Census Bureau estimates. One of the things the Census Bureau for many years got wrong was that we were a college town. And that because we had young women, that they assumed that young women that were under the age of 21 were going to be having children. 
And that was in this, they had this in a algorithm. I went back and figured this out one time back in the, uh, about 2008, 2009. And this one guy had written these algorithms and he said, you know, there's kind of a problem when you get into college towns. And that was exactly it. it was because of the amount of college students that we had and the amount of women that we had that they would what would happen is every 10 years you'd see this rise you'd see this rise when you graphed it and then it would drop when they actually did the count at the 10 years it would rise it would rise and then it would drop again they finally got it in the 2020 it, it didn't drop quite as much but we've seen that is that they have overestimated a lot of times so Okay, why why does that count? Well, if you are planning out for, okay, how many apartments do we want to have? Do we want to have empty apartments in the future that people have gone belly up? They have, you know, are, do we want to look like some of these Chinese cities that you're seeing over there right now with the overbuilding that they've got? All right, you know, where you have one or two people living in a building, it's barely functioning, you know, it's empty and... Okay, from why? Somebody took a took a risk. Things don't get built unless you take a risk. And you want to, you have to be good stewards of money. You have to be good stewards of somebody else's money. So if you have investors, you're going to want to try to make the best deal for those investors. Got it. So how do we set those game rules rather than changing the rules on people? How do we set those rules up? so that it's equitable for everybody. You know, that's the discussion that we're going to be having here with the folks from the city. That's the discussions we're going to be having because the city is really wanting to get everybody back out again for another round of inputs. And it's kind of, you know, do we go to therapy again? You know, you got marriage counseling, right? How many times do you want to go to marriage counseling? How many times you want to go to therapy, right? And, you you know, you say, okay, this is where folks are at with the city right now. With a lot of these, you know, rodeos, these planning sessions, all of these things that they've got. That, oh, we want your inputs. Well, yeah, you know, do, do you already know what you want? Are you being transparent? Are you being honest with us? That's a lot of what is going on, and that's where earlier in the, the last segment I talked about the caves. And this is out on uh, Craddock. There is a whole bunch of student housing rent by the room that is out on Craddock that are some pretty shoddy places and a lot of, you know, that's, see, I got, I got yep, I'm, I'm getting uh, a whole bunch of nods over here. And it is, and you've got shootings. You've got, you know, over there, there's, it's, because why? It's out on, the police aren't out there. The police are down here at last night on a Thursday night at 2 o'clock or Friday morning at 2 a.m. I've got eight police cars down here, folks. All right, I'm not going to say any more than that. But that is for crowd control. It wasn't as bad as it has been some nights. But, okay, so this is where we've got our resources spread out. 
Okay, well then, guess what? Well, we need to have all of our students downtown. What? We what is this like? Where we can control everybody? We put everybody in a, a you know in in a downtown playground, and then what do we do with the rest of the businesses? What do we do with the other people that live down here that have homes down here? Do we move them out so that we can have students down here rather than having them out around the periphery so that we can maintain this? I don't know. This is the these are the questions that we just we don't talk about these things. Because we put them in these, oh, we've got to be civil and we're going to go on ahead and put it in this wording and we're going to go on ahead. I, I hate sugarcoating stuff. And that's where this comes in that we are, you know, we, we want to talk for you. I want to know what you think. I want to try to be that person that's out here, the man on the street that says, okay, let's cut it. What is going on? And on that note, we're going to swing into, uh, real quick, a discussion here about, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a couple minutes late on the break here so I can get into this one, the electric downtown cab funding. All right, so the uh, this is a pilot program that was implemented here about two years ago in 2022. And they've got these downtown cabs. It is a private company that is contracted to do this, and they pay their drivers about $15 an hour to drive these electric cabs around. They've got a little phone that you call them on the phone, and it was just it's a proof of concept. Let's see how well it goes and what we can do. They needed to collect data and find out about how, where everybody was at, what was going on, you know, what's the times of the day, how did this work? Now, this is on TERS, on TERS. This is on funding from uh, COVID. And this is under transportation. And so there was all this money that we were printing that uh, your grandkids' money. Uh, if you're going to go that way, having grandkids, who knows? Uh, but, you know, it's, it is money that we printed that is paying for these things. Guess what? That money is drying up. I mean, we're dealing with that here with the radio station as well. We've got to be looking at where that funding is coming from. How are we going to do this? Can we make can we make this a profitable venture for the community? And so this is where we I started getting, you know, requests finally in the last couple months about, well, you need to do some public service announcements and help get the word out. And so I've taken my rights and, and, you know, I'm going to lay it down, you know, that I've used it around downtown. There's times when I haven't used it around town because it's easier for me just to walk to where I need to go. The problem is that the it's going down to a lot of the apartment complexes that are about three different complexes that are on the edge of the uh, uh, downtown zone. And that was the thing is that they had to be part of this downtown zone. Couldn't go outside of that zone. So I couldn't go from here at the radio station if I wanted to go over to the public library, if I wanted to go over to city council, if I wanted to go over to any of the buildings just down the road. I couldn't because they couldn't go over the river. They couldn't go over the railroad tracks. Okay. So then we came up with this, okay, well, we need downtown parking for our um, 
uh, for our uh, businesses, for folks that are down here. If you want to come down to the radio station and, and do, a jo- do a show during the day, it is very difficult to find parking. No, we don't have a parking problem downtown. We've got a student parking problem downtown, folks. When the college is not in session, I can find all sorts of parking around here. I don't have an issue. All right, that's not saying anything. It's just that's reality. Now, does that bring all the business and things down here? Great, yes. I mean, you know, the, most of the businesses would not survive down here if it were not for the university and the college students and those that are that, that come here for that reason. Whether it's parents, whether it may be, you know, whatever it may be. So we have a transportation. We've got a parking issue. They came up with, okay, well, if you park over here uh, by um, where we have sights and sounds and uh, over here off of uh, CM Allen and uh, Hopkins, and that there is an empty lot there that at one time that used to be our uh, pizza place over there, uh, Chuck E. Cheese's, and um, so you know, I used to go in and kids would go down there. We'd waste all sorts of money, you know, uh, getting all sorts of stuff. You'd have the birthday parties there with, at least they had a salad bar, but it was pretty bad pizza. But nonetheless, that's, you know, I, I spent plenty of money there with the kids over the years. Um, so that is now torn down. We have an empty parking lot there. They haven't been able to figure out what they're going to do or how they're going to do it or what all to do. So we said, ah, we can go on ahead and sell parking here and you can have a deal where we can go on ahead and, and transport you. But guess what? They now do not have that uh, uh, transport. So if I would have entered into a deal to, to have a parking space down there, I'd be under a contract now that I'm not going to be able to. I'd have to walk all the way from there to get up here to the radio station. We don't know where we're going. And it is a fairly expensive uh, project. Uh, they were spending a lot of money on this, but it was also a solution for downtown. I know, uh, you know Karina Pinalis has been really a big advocate of this, and there's a lot of, um, of good that can be done with this. I'm, not, I'm just giving you both sides. But this is a discussion that's coming up. So everyone, oh, we, you know, one way or the other, you need to give these indications back to city council. The budget is ongoing right now. What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? How are we going to keep, you know, do we want to keep this going downtown? How are we going to fund it? And what is going to be the cost? That's a big thing. The city is losing buildings. The city, the, the cost is going up for maintaining all this stuff. We've been talking about that. The budget, where are we at on the budget, folks? Yeah, we're going to have to get you back and get you some more info on that one. I need to get a couple of our city council folks in here because, no, they're not running for election. We're going to come back and talk about the elections in just a quick second. But uh, let's take just a quick station ID break. You are listening to KCSM LPFM 104.1, San Marcos, Texas, 78666. This is We the People on Friday night, the 9th of February. Be right back with you. The Rotary Club of San Marcos hosts a Casino Night fundraiser on Friday, March 1st at 7 p.m. The event will be held at the Commemorative Air Force Museum at the San Marcos Airport. The museum houses a collection of World War II aircraft that are still airworthy. Tickets are $50 each and 75% of profits will be donated to CASA of Central Texas. Remaining funds will benefit other local charities. Email smtxrotary at gmail.com. 
for more information about tickets. That is S-M-T-X-R-O-T-A-R-Y at gmail.com. Rotary Casino Night is a great opportunity to have fun, raise money for local charities, and enjoy a fascinating historical facility. See you there. I like the music on that one, Carol. And, uh, she is going to be Friday Night with Carol is coming up right after here. We have a uh, show that she has prepared and sent in tonight because why? She's going to be out there with uh, the group from the American Lung Association and because why? Carol is the chair here for the local group that is putting together the Texas Two-Step. That's going to be on May 8th this year, and it is going to be over here at Bobcat Stadium. They're going to be uh, raising money for uh, the uh, awareness and for but getting people involved in the community, looking for your health. Uh, we had firemen out there last year that were going up and down. Uh, that's a lot of stairs out of Bobcat Stadium. Okay, folks, and it's a good run. I'm not going to do it, but if you don't, you know, but guess what? There's stuff for fee- for old guys like me. We can walk around the track. You can do a walk, okay, and there's lots of ways to do this. But it is getting out and getting involved, and we're going to be part of that. And uh, she's going to be talking some more about that. And uh, Carol's also got a cool gig coming up on the uh, 28th of April. It's going to be over at the Railhouse in Kyle. Uh, White Label Analog's going to be there. Lots of good stuff. So uh, let's get on back because I just got a few more minutes tonight. And, folks, yes, early voting is going to be coming up here starting in less than two weeks. Okay and um, less than a week and early voting on a Monday. And what am I talking about early voting? What are you voting for? This is the primaries. This is the Republican and the Democratic primaries here in the state of Texas. This is what we call open primary. You do not have to declare. Some states you will have to declare your uh, who you want to uh, be represent you as a party. Now, when I lived in Arizona, I had to declare, and I was like, "Okay, that's something new. I'd never understood." And you, so you don't you go to those primaries, and you're, "Hey, I'm a Republican." Well, you can go and vote in the Republican primary. You just can't vote in both. So you have to make a decision before you go into polling: Are you going to vote Democratic? Are you going to vote Republican? If you want to vote Libertarian or one of the others, then don't vote in this primary election. Because there's all, all sorts of rules about, you know, different uh, if you want to vote in another primary, I guess, or another convention, I guess, is how they do that for most of the other ones. So whoever wins this time is going to be on the November ballot. All right. So you've got two or three candidates for you've got two candidates for sheriff, say, for instance, on the Democratic ticket. One of those candidates will then go against the Republican that only has one candidate uh, here for the fall election. So who's the stronger of the candidates for the Democrats? Do they have a good, better shot than the Republicans? Well, this county is on the edge of purple. We went blue for the most part uh, in uh, two years ago. And... A lot of that had to do, we've talked about that on the show, with the uh, marijuana proposition. We're not going to go into that tonight. But the importance of this is that you need to understand about 
Uh, we had uh, the last week we had uh, um, one of our Alex Villalobos who is running for sheriff. We had his interview on. I've got Nicholas Castillo. I just didn't get a chance to run that in tonight, but you're going to be hearing that throughout the week. I'm going to be running this one uh, as well as we'll probably have that for next week. Paul Hill, you can go back and check. Uh, Paul uh, is running for Justice of the Peace in uh, uh, place two, uh, the new uh, one in the um, in Kyle. And whoever wins on this one, there's probably going to be a runoff on this election, but there's four candidates, uh, five candidates. And as I was talking with Nicholas Castillo, is that there's on the Democratic ticket, there are four LGBTQ uh, candidates uh, that are openly, yes, you know, this is we, this is who we are. And that is something to be said in any of the Democratic and Republican primaries, wherever it may be. That's something to be said. There's a lot of things going on here in Hayes. Why is it important that you get involved? Because they know when you vote in the primary, whether you're Democratic or Republican, you count. Yes, your vote counts. But even more so because not that many people get out for the primaries. And whoever wins in a lot of these races, there is no opposition on the other side of the field in a Democratic or Republican. Now, could somebody have a write-in candidate? Yes, we had one very close to that before here in the county. Uh, could someone go as a third-party candidate? Yes, you've got Snowball's chance in South Texas, okay, of surviving this one. All right, it's just not going to happen, folks. Could it? Yeah, but history is saying no. So this is what we talk about here on the show is the realities of why you need to vote, why it's important. Get out. And by now, you should have already registered. So as long as you are registered here in Hayes County, you can vote here at any one of our locations for early voting. Go down to the elections office. You can vote at any polling location anywhere in the county. They have open voting. But you do have to have a government ID, or do you? No, not necessarily. There are ways around this. If you do not have a government ID, you can vote if you are registered and you have certain ID. If you've got a birth certificate, you've got a bank statement, you've got things showing, you can vote, folks. There's ways to do it. But you cannot come in and say, I'm registered in, you know, I, I my last place was down in Harris County, and I'm here and I want to vote. You can't do that. Now, you can get that fixed before the November election, but not in time for this election. So, folks, go check that out. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that next week. Big thing is, find out who these people are. If you got questions, hey, you want you want us to ask the questions for you? Send that to KZSM Sam Marcos at gmail dot com and uh, just say we the people and uh, go ask this question, Rob. KZSM, we're going to be back with you again. Uh, come on out tomorrow. We are going to be out at the. Uh, uh, parade route. Come on out and say hey and come on by. Get your doubloons tomorrow afternoon here at the Station 216 North Guadalupe. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Stay tuned. Friday Night with Kara is up next. <laughs>